Uh, we are going to launch our, our second talk. Uh, last, last year, Ole wa, was already here uh, in uh, our previous conference, and uh, today he is, is going to, uh, to do a duo talk with his colleague, uh, Pancake. Please welcome us. Okay. Uh, hello. Uh, I'm happy to see to be here. Uh, it's my first time speaking in this conference, uh, and I will try to be fast because I, uh, <laughs> it's just half an hour with two, uh, two presenters and a lot of demos. So we'll try to be uh, showing that quickly. Uh, our presentation is about router two and freedom uh, and what you can do when you merge the two tools. So, do you know what's router two? Um, it's an advanced free uh, hexadecimal editor. You can disassemble the back and do many other low-level things for reverse engineering mainly, but you can also use that for writing exploits or investigating for forensics or anything like that. Uh, it's multi-platform, multi-architecture, uh, it's free software. It works in almost any uh, system that I can put my hands on. So it works in mainly in POSIX systems, but it has imported also to Windows natively. Um, it provides libraries, APIs, it has bindings for many uh, uh, different programming languages. Uh, and you can use all the features, uh, uh, the features that have uh, implemented in, in, in Radar 2 uh, by using the command line or using the APIs. Uh, and also by scripting, because uh, there is like uh, different ways for scripting Radar 2. R2Pipe is the most recommended way for scripting things. R2Pipe is mainly a, a simplest API that you can build on top of Radar2, which is basically a, a single function that you pass the common as argument and you get the result as, uh, as value. So the, the result of the function will give you the output of the common. Uh, from that, the, one of the nice things is that almost all the comments in Radar2 have a JSON output, so you pass the output and you get like a, a native object for the language that you are using for managing the data that you are processing. Um, each of these modules, because uh, Rudder 2 is built on top of different libraries, each of these libraries have uh, support for plugins, so you can extend, the, for example, the bin parsing if you want to implement like a new binary format or new architecture or new analysis engine or new debugger backend, etc. So you can extend uh, each of the, uh, any of the parts of the, the tool. Uh, and it's, this makes uh, Rudder 2 very easy to uh, interface with other existing tools. Uh, and as a bonus, there is R2PM, which is a package manager that comes with Rudder 2. So when you install Rudder 2, you get R2PM, uh, and which is a command that allows you to install uh, almost any plugin that, com that is not provided by default in Rudder 2, and also many other tools like Qter, which is the default user interface written in Qt. And there will be another talk about that uh, after, well, in some hours. No, that's for... Hello. So... Um just a quick uh, summary of what Frida is, since we're going to talk about an integration between Rodar and Frida. Um, it's a dynamic integration toolkit, meaning that um, you inject code into the process that you want to uh, study, reverse engineer, uh, figure out what's, what it's doing, or uh, many other things. Um, and uh, the way this works is typically you would use like an LD preload, ILD insert libraries kind of approach, uh, if this OS supports it. So you get the application to load this library uh, somehow, or you use Frida's native injection. So it knows how to get a shared library into a process. Uh, but all of those details are hidden. Uh, so all you need to do is just say, I want to attach to this process. Uh, and uh, you can then start running code inside that process. Uh, so it's an in-process debugger. Um, but it's a toolkit, so it, it's not a tool. It's a toolkit. So you have to build your own tools. Um, and uh, 
Uh, here we are using the same API uh, to integrate with Radar. Uh, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself now. But uh, yeah, it's multi-platform uh, because the idea is that you should only have to learn it once and use it on all platforms. Platforms will be different, but they have a lot of the same uh, primitives and Frida in the, uh, abstracts those like uh, you can look at the running threads in, inside the process that you're in. You can list the libraries that are there. Uh, you can hook functions so you get callbacks when they're called. Uh, you can replace functions and you can change arguments. You can do a lot of stuff. Uh, by default, you do this through JavaScript scripting, uh, but it's uh, Frida has been designed very modularly in nature, so you can uh, use it from C or uh, you don't have to use JavaScript. So you can also use these building blocks yourself if, for more control uh, or uh, really special use cases. Um, and of course, it's open source. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So, what's in common between Rudder 2 and, and Frida? Uh, from what we have seen in the last two sli slides, uh, both tools are open source. Uh, they both focus on reverse engineering. Uh, they both uh, run on different operating systems and are able to read and write memory and also support uh, some basic debugger uh, functionality. So you can build other stuff on top of that. Uh, it's also able to disassemble code. I mean, Rudder 2 and Frida can have APIs for disassembling code. But Frida is not a disassembler. So if you use the Rudder 2 as a disassembler as front-end for Frida, you get like uh, better disassembly. But uh, Rudder 2 is not a, a tracer or a, a it's not focusing on debugging. So uh, we can use Frida as backend for getting these features out of that. Uh, so there are many things in common, and the cool thing is that uh, we two work in the same company, so why not merge both tools and ma make something together? So we built R2Frida. Uh, if you want to know more about these projects, you can just check these links. Uh, these are the, um, uh, Rudder 2 is th uh, 13 years old, and Frida is, is younger. Uh, there is also a Twitter handle, there is also our Twitters, and there is GitHub links, and there is also a channel in Telegram and, and IRC if you want to learn more or just ask people in there. And this is the link for the Now Secure with the company we work on. And I want to talk also about R2Con, which is a conference that I am uh, organizing at the, end of, at the first week of September. Uh, it's in Barcelona, uh, and this, is, this year will be the third edition, and it's about 200 people. The uh, ticket is uh, 50 euros, and it's a four-day conference, two days for uh, um, trainings and two days more for talks, and you're all invited to, to come there. I mean, there will be talks about Frida. I mean, it's focusing on, on Radar 2, but uh, uh, it's expanded to anything that works inside Radar 2. So it's also, uh, there are trainings on Frida, there are talks about uh, other tools that can be integrated with Radar, etc. So how to use R2Frida? The first thing that you have to do, that's something I did like five minutes ago, it's R2PM-I R2Frida, uh, which basically builds the, uh, uh, pulls the R2Frida repository from JIT and installs the plugin in your home. So you don't need root or anything with that. Uh, there are like binary builds for Android and iOS, so you can just install the CD package or, or download the, the, the build for Android. And to use it, you can use R2 and then Frida uh, to dot slash slash, and then uh, uh, from that point, you can specify the process ID of the local machine that you want to attach that, or a uh, spawn path, that, uh, the path to the executable that you want to run. But you can also use like a remote debugging, like host and port, and then USB ID and process ID or, or application name. Uh, so it's the same as Frida, that you can connect like local or remote processes. 
Um, as long as the main purpose of R2Frida is reading and writing remote memory or remote target process memory, um, I decided to make this plugin uh, an EO plugin because uh, Radar2 can have like many different plugins, and EO is mainly uh, the one that allows you to open, uh, which is handling the URL uh, that you specify which is the target, and then you can read and write memory from there. Uh, apart from that, there are other features that ca are accessible through the CMD interface, which is basically uh, all the comments starting with a backslash. Um, and the, for example, DM, which is for listing um, debugger memory, um, debugger maps. There is also for listing symbols, imports, uh, class information, methods, etc. I will show some demos after that. And there are a bunch of uh, other comments that uh, I will show that now. So. So I'm spawning slash bin slash ls. And as you can see, there is nothing uh, in the problem. I mean, we are in the offset zero. You can extend and there is nothing. But if we do that, we'll get all the maps. So we can seek, for example, into the first map of ls. Right now, the process is uh, spawned, but uh, it's stopped. I mean, it's not running. So we can read the process memory. We can go into visual mode and then We can go into visual mode and then scroll uh, up and down and, and, and check the memory. Uh, but we can also see the disassembly of the code. Uh, we can just go a bit away and see some real code. But we can also list the methods, symbols, etc. All the help goes like this. So if you do type, you can read that or it's small for you. Just add that uh, you don't have to specify a binary on the file system. You can also attach to a process, uh, and it would work exactly the same. So there's no difference. Yeah. So if you type backslash uh, question mark, like in all the comments in R2, you get the help. And in this case, you get all the help for the R2Frida comments. So you can see all the things that you can do in here. You can do, for example, in process search, which is faster than reading the memory and searching that data in, in, in host. Um, you can list methods, imports, uh, symbols. Uh, you can resolve a symbol by an offset or a symbol by name. As long as there is more than one library hosting the same symbol, you, can, you will resolve all the pointers that are solving the same uh, address, for example. Uh, you can get only the exports, for example, that, which is faster for resolving that. Uh, same goes for Objective-C support. Uh, there is also support for Android, Dalvik, and uh, debugging. Uh, you can allocate memory in the target process. Uh, you can write memory in there, allocate load the library, for example. So you can inject other libraries inside the process, uh, dump, uh, change the process the page permissions. You can uh, list all the heap allocated chunks and, and, uh, and get that in JSON format, for example, if you want to write some tool that is messing up with the heap. Uh, change the environment variables, uh, get the registers of all the states of the different threads, uh, get the backtrace, get, uh, uh, add some traces to some functions, etc. Uh, other things that we can do is injecting a script. So we can just have a local script in, in your home, in JavaScript, for example, and just uh, typing the first line. If you just type backslash space and then an, an expression, that will be evaluated in the target process. And if you do a backslash dot, it will be like in, in POSIX shell that it will interpret this script. But this will be loaded inside the target process. So it's uh, useful when you are like messing with Frida, because uh, in Frida you, don't, you have to quit the session to inject a new script 
or do things like that. Uh, so in here, you can just type different scripts and, and just reload them like this. And you can also write scripts in other languages that transpile to JavaScript. You can also write plugins. Uh, some of the things that you can do with plugins is mainly hook the operations and also include new comments. So there is, for example, a plugin that, that is hooking into the Game Boy emulator. And instead of reading the memory of the Game Boy emulator, you will get the memory from the emulation itself, so from the Game Boy that is running inside. So you will switch from one mode to another one, and then you will be reading the process memory. There is. I wrote also another example script that is doing the same with QEMU, uh, which works with VirtualBox and, and Android emulators and so on. Uh, so you can just read the kernel memory uh, from from Radar two. And this is how you, uh, it works. I mean, just uh, loading the script like it was a normal script, but you have to uh, use the plugin API. Uh, so where to free that plugin register, etc. I will show you that that the, the example. And this is uh, first example. I will show that. You can yeah. So we're just going to write a tiny program. So now we're going to attach uh, R2Frida, or rather with the R2Frida plugin. So we just figure out the process ID. We'll also use a process name, so it's a process ID. And there we go. We will get the, the first map. And this is basically the, the the program that we are debugging. So what we want to take here is the uh, address of uh, main. So we get the exports. Takes a while. So there is a lot of symbols loaded in there, but we just want the main. Seek to that uh, symbol. Now just filtering the list of exports. Oh, symbols, sorry. Yeah. <coughs> so we go into visual mode. This is still running. And we can check the code uh, that is doing this, this thing. So we see that uh, here is. Uh, a call. Uh, it's not resolving the symbol names because by default it's not loading any uh, symbol information. But we can see that there is like a 34 in there. So we can just plus use the plus and minus signs to change the value of this byte. And as you can see, the printing is changing. Just changing the, the code in real time. I mean, you can do that with just changing opcodes or not just a, a single immediate that you are loading. And also changing the calls or anything like that. I mean, if you mess with that, it will crash, but uh, that's a safe example. So I will show you the in-process memory debugging for with Game Boy. Uh, I will show you just the code, uh, and then we will jump to the uh, ULE demo.
So here's the code of the GNU boy plugin for R2Frida. Uh, it's using the R2Frida plugin register API. Then I give a name, which is the name that it's a unique name that you have to use for registering more than once the same plugin. So if you want to load the same plugin, we'll say, hey, this plugin is already loaded. So you'd have to register it before that. Um, then we get the, this function. So basically uh, what I'm doing here is adding two new comments. So it's adding the EO and no EO. And when you type EO, it will hook the read and write operations. The read and write operations are using these two symbols, the memwrite and memread uh, symbols. And those are private, private symbols. They are not exported because the, uh, the, the, the program usually they don't use to, I mean, they used to strip the symbols from the program, but they are still there. I mean, they are not exported. Um, so you can use, just use the name of this and we can use GBEO or GBNOEO to switch from standard EO or Game Boy EO. And the hook it read and hook it write do this, this thing. So uh, basically the Game Boy emulator is using memread, which is a function that returns integer and gets an integer argument. And the write gets two integers as, as argument. Uh, one is the offset in memory and the other one is the value you want to write. So I basically wrote these hooks to call these methods. And this JavaScript snippet is basically overwriting the, the read and write operations of Arduino. And then we jump to all the demo. It's okay, or? Yeah, any question? Okay, we can make some more demos later if you have questions or whatever. Yeah. I had uh, everything prepared except for the last steps, and I got food poisoned, so <laughs> trying to do everything now in the last minute. Um, so let's try this. So uh, now we're just going to show a demo on an iPhone with an app running there. But, uh, come on.
miss anything. It's just <laughs> compiling code. show you the screen on the phone. All right, yeah, that will do. Oh yeah, it's probably right there. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, do it sideways. going to list uh, the processes on the phone, but first I'm going to start this game. Alright, so it's this PID, so we're going to do r2, uh, and then the device ID. Free dialers devices to get the ID, and it's uh, this one. now inside this process on the phone. Um, a little bit of a cheat sheet. <laughs> um, doo -doo. Okay, so uh, uh, we can also use free APIs here, like and evaluate JavaScript, so we can do RC classes. And uh, we have reverse engineered this game. Well, actually, we have the source code, but let's pretend we did. And uh, and there's an Objective C class called AAPL character. Um, So uh, uh, we have this class. Um, you can guess that it's for the character, representing the character here in this game. And uh, if you look, uh, it's a fox. Um, and uh, we can also look at this class and look at the own methods. Uh, and you can see there's a method called catch fire. 
So uh, what we could do now is um, uh, to scan the heap and find the instance of this character. Um, yeah, so we uh, schedule some code on the main queue of the, the UI thread here, and we'll assign to a global variable called character. Uh, so we'll obviously choose to scan the heap for instances of the AAPL character, and we'll pick the first instance that we find, and just assign that to the global variable character. Uh, oops. Uh, so character to string. Uh, gives us the uh, debug string for that Objective-C instance. Um, so now we can try and do catch fire. Um, we should probably do this on the UI thread, but let's try without. Or no, well let's not. Uh <laughs> uh, let's not take our chances. So uh, we're going to again schedule some code on the Objective-C main queue. Uh, I mean the main queue of this application, a GCD main queue. Um, and uh, this is just going to do character dot catch fire. So if you pay attention uh, to the fox on the right here, and when we do this, oops, uh, of course. Oh yeah, there's some. Do you see the? Yeah. Mm. Nice. So just lint this visually. Yeah, it looks correct. Okay. Uh, Dot and then a.js. Okay, let's try this. Pay attention to the fox now on the right. It's burning. Okay. So, uh, and this is a game, so uh, we want to win it. Um, so, uh, there's another class called APL Game View Controller. I should just split this. Uh, um, actually, I'm just going to delete. Okay. So we're just going to assign to global.ctrl. Do the same thing. We scan the heap for instances of this game view controller. Pick the first match. So now uh, this. Uh, global variable called CTRL should be there. Um, that's a bug in Frida's Objective-C integration. Uh, but yeah, control to string, you can see that it's actually printing the debug string. Okay, so now let's try to actually call uh, functions on it. Oh, actually we can do dollar own methods to look at the Objective-C methods um, that it has, and we can join that by new line. And uh, there's a set collected flowers count here. Uh, and in this game, you win if you collect three flowers. So as you can see here on the 
upper left you have three flowers you have to collect. There's a method set collected flowers count, so it's no surprise what it's gonna do. So uh, now again, if we have the burning fox on the right, and we do, and we source the script, we should get one flower. There we go. And two flowers, and three flowers, and we win the game. I don't know how long does it takes to explain that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is the end of the talk. Uh, so if you have questions or more ideas, so some question. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's interesting, really. Really, um, have you tried to use that, for instance, to deobfuscate um, codes of, I don't know, a packed um, binary or something like that? Uh, for me, <laughs> whichever. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I guess that you're uh, focusing on malware analysis. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can use also Frida for uh, tracing some specific APIs that, uh, and then hook. Uh, to these events. Uh, so, for example, when you are like mapping new ma uh, pages in, in memory of the process, you can just hook that and then you can script in JavaScript to create like a new map or a dump the memory process on, on that. Uh, rather to, for example, have comments for dumping all the maps into a uh, disk. Uh, you can also specify that you want only to, ma uh, to dump the ones that are matching some specific permissions. And you can also track, for example, like uh, write a script that is tracking all the changes of permissions of, of maps. So when there is like a map that is changing from read write to read execute, for example, you will catch the, that. Or you can also do in Frida, there are like a, a stalker API, which allows you to do some kind of uh, uh, instruction level uh, tracing. And with that, you can also instrument changes in the in the instructions. You can. Yeah, I can just show very quickly how you would. Um, um, so Frida has a tool called Frida Trace that you can use um, if you're just curious about what an application is doing without going too deep uh, before you delve in and do more static analysis. Uh, so you could do uh, free the trace dash u for USB f to spawn an app with a given ID and dash i open. So f could also be slash bin slash cat or some uh, path to a binary on the system. Uh, so I can show you what happens if we do this on the Fox app here, and uh, we include all functions named open. Let me see. That we can see the calls to open. You can also change um, that. That will generate scripts on the file system, and you can actually change those live. Um, yeah. In 
free the trace, uh, it generates some stub code in, in the current directory. So you can change that code to add some extra functionalities for all the functions that you're tracing. So for example, uh, show the backtrace of all the functions that are calling. So you get uh, who are the colors of each of the, uh, the functions or just modify anything. I mean, that's the stub code. It's auto-generated from the man pages and include files that are found in the system. That answers your question. <laughs> uh, we are going to have to, to stop. Okay. <laughs> so thanks for watching. <laughs> Thank you very much.